he was a young upstart with natural talent. The fade to black solo came on, and I don't know what came over me. It was almost like just the spirit of a Norse metal god. I was no longer in the middle of a lounge room. I was at bloody Wembley Stadium. I was Kirk Hammett, reading that guitar solo like I'd been playing guitar all of my life. And I realised that years later, I was actually playing air guitar. But also a fish out of water. And there was 24 air guitar players and I walked in and I realised how seriously some of these air guitarists play it. Like they were dressed to the absolute nines and some of them have been doing it for like 10 years. And I just rocked up again in my black tracksuit pants, in my Injustice for All shirt and my sneakers. That's all I had. And I was just like, oh my God, like I'm underdressed. A high school teacher from Perth by day, the ginger assassin achieved early success, but not before overcoming self-doubt. I didn't think I got through. I didn't think I had a high enough score. So I went out the back and I just started having shots of Jack Daniels, like to drown my depression. I was like, I didn't make it, bang, bang. I prematurely wrote myself off. And further glory and success followed. And then they um, paid for some of my flight to Finland. And they're like, well, you're in the Worlds now. And so I got to the Worlds, the World Championships in Finland, you know, and then I did the turn the bottom track there. And I ended up coming second in the world in my, my rookie season. Then came the fame and endorsements. It was quite surreal, really, because then, you know, you got like a camera crew following you around. That's when like Signet, who have been just amazing. He was accepted into the community and the good times rolled. Finland was just incredible. And the whole, the whole air guitar community is just such a special community. But then, so did the scandal. The nudity. I was like, what's Ernest? They're like, oh, you just got to do something that's like, you know, transcends. And I was like, oh, my God. The areolas. I'm going to rip my jacket off and just squeeze my nipples. My nipples aren't very pronounced. But thank God for that one degree weather in Finland. When I tore that jacket off in front of thousands, they were at their prime point. The sexual depravity. Halfway through, you're saying, just beat it, beat it. Because there's no guitar. When you're actually strumming a guitar, if there's no guitar there, it does look like, well, you beated it. I reached a dark point, you know. I was on stage in front of 8,000 people uh, listening to Michael Jackson as I as I used a petty masturbation joke, thinking that that was going to get me the number one thing in the world. And you know what? It was, as quoted, very disappointing. Even success was marred with controversy. Now, listen, 3,722, am I happy with that? Yeah, I'm happy with that. But how many people were actually playing it? I'll tell you right now. There was a shitload more than 3,722. But no matter what, Alex always learned from his experiences. Every failure is but an opportunity for learning. And he could always have a laugh. Two years is like not that long in an adult's life, but two years in like a teenager's life is freaking massive. Like when I got back to Ellenbrook, like a lot of the you know, a lot of the kids just didn't really know who I was and whatnot. And then they found out about the air guitar thing. They go, who the ginger assassin? So I was in media class. I've got a bunch of year eight kids. Find out about the ginger assassin. So what do they do? They bloody punch it into Google. What does Google show? The first image that comes up is me grabbing my nipples furiously. <laughs> a defending Australian national champion, a thirst for ultimate success is stronger than ever. The fire is still there. I'm telling you what, I'm, I'm approaching that hill though, boys. Body's getting sore. Knees are beginning to ache. 
But I tell you what, there is one more thing that I need to get done. One more thing that needs to get done, mate. And that's the elusive number one. When the ginger assassin behind the air guitar continues. The fire's still there. This week on The Sport Blokes, the other part of my chat with the ginger assassin Alex Roberts as he embarks on another world championship stint. He talks about song selection, high voltage, getting on stage with Wolfmother, and of course a little bit of sport too. Let's go. It's 7.20 on Thursday, the 23rd of March, 2023. Greetings to you, wherever you may be, whether you be a regular listener or someone who's jumped on board because we have a very special guest once again. As always, please check the timestamps and we really appreciate it when you like and subscribe. Well, I'm not going to dwell too much at the top here because we've got plenty to get through. But round one of the AFL is in the books and we've already had a draw, tribunal and match review panel controversy and a pretty horrific injury too as well as some pretty healthy crowds, well, for everyone but the Gold Coast and GWS. Speaking of footy codes here in Australia, how about them Dolphins? Some 30-odd years after Wayne Bennett's Broncos coaching career began with a great start, the Dolphins are already 3-0. Abroad, and congratulations to Japan for winning the World Baseball Classic in defeating the USA. As Ian Higgins from the Great Cricketer said, delicious irony in America not winning the actual World Series. Shohei Otani was sufficiently awesome for the hosts in Japan as usual. March has started sufficiently madly in the States in the college basketball. I saw after only a couple of days, there were less than 3% of brackets in the comps still alive, thanks to a 16-1 to 1 upset of Fairleigh Dickinson over the 29-6 Purdue. Purdue have now stumbled a few times over the last couple of seasons. CNN reported recently that March Madness currently cost the economy $17.3 billion. I know we've talked about that previously. And... Good to see that India and Australia have worked out how many overs there are in a one-day international. Only took them three matches. All right, can't dwell too much on the top here. Let's jump straight into our chat with Alex Roberts, the ginger assassin once again. Now, a couple of things I should mention really quickly. It was a little bit looser than usual. And uh, I guess it comes with the territory a little bit, of course, with an air guitar champion. And I dare say the E for the explicit is definitely relevant this week too. Maybe a couple more swear words than usual, but don't worry, we don't go too overboard. I'll tell you where we do go overboard. The Aussiness is out of control this episode. I know I'm pretty Aussie at the best of times. Al is bloody Aussie too. I think we just kind of, with our powers combined, we went to 11. Intentional reference there, of course. Now, I know we go a bit crazy with the flashbacks. We're not going to do too much of that, but I did want to... Play a couple of things from episode 95.2, just to give a little bit of context for some of the conversation that follows. Actually, it might even be some stuff from 95 as well. That was back in the day when we didn't have the presence of mind to just release them as two separate episodes rather than have an episode and then a separate interview. Anyway, go back and listen to them. They're really fun. But if you don't, here's some context for you. You know the drill by now, getting this in to get Stewie's voice in a little bit there as well, but also to provide that context. There's also a funny little high school story that Alex tells. Now, this may feel a little bit out of place, but it is relevant and it will make more sense as the episode goes on. Indeed, it even might make last week's episode make a little bit more sense. As I say, we recorded for about two hours and I've mixed and matched and cut around a little bit. So I think there might even be a joke reference to that in last week's episode too. Also interesting, while I talk about last week's episode, it seems that Ben Taylor has been demoted. We talked about the Fred Van Vliet press conference. Anyway, I'm not going to go too much more here. Let's get stuck into it. A bit of a flashback 
and then the ginger assassin, Alex Roberts. Some people might say it's a bit of a stretch getting an air guitarist on a sports podcast, but those people can bugger off, quite frankly. <laughs> well, we need Thank all the we can get. But, <laughs> <Yeah>. so, <laughs> so maybe you know, they, can, they can hold their horses. Look, according to Oxford, the definition of a sport is an activity involving physical exertion and skill in which an individual or team competes against another or others for entertainment. Tell you what, that doesn't half describe air guitar, does oh, it? Oh, Absolutely. Hit the nail on the head, boys. Right, hit the nail on the head. That I'll tell you what, that definition was as soothing as the middle solo in November rain. It's graded on three things, you know. It's graded on technicality, which means that it should look like you play the guitar, stage presence, which is obviously the big spectacle, and then anus, which is anus. the genesis genesis choir. Michael Jordan. It's like that. Yes. Obviously, Jordan, you know, has abilities and talents that may far exceed the naysayers would say that Egata has nothing on, on NBA basketball. But I'd say check yourself before you wreck yourself because Egata can be quite challenging, mate. But here's the thing. So when I did, I always made sure that it's note perfect, basically, because I did play guitar for a long time when I was a kid and I did take great pride in shredding. So... You know, get it. up there and make it look as real as you can, but also have a, just a hell of a fuck year time. So <laughs> did, did you guys know about this song by the Bryan Brothers Band? They're the, the oh, Bryans, the, 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 yeah, the, yeah, the most successful doubles beating the Woodies. So they've got this song called Autograph, right? It is okay. fucking terrible. Anyway, let me read some of the lyrics. Right, Bob Bryan. See the little girl with the Sharpie in her hand. She's walking my way, ignoring her man. Waited two hours to see me move. Now give me that pen and feel the groove. Oh, that is ridiculous. Oh, it gets worse. Mike Bryan. So you got your autograph. Now what are you going to do? Take it to the beach or use it at the zoo? (laughs) Sounds like (laughs) Dr. Zeus. (laughs) (laughs) Or put it on the web to make a little money. These autographs, they're pretty funny. Now, Novak, you, you gave me my opening. From Melbourne to Paris, London to New York, the fans start flocking when I step off the court. My name is the Joker and I sign with a smile. Get me some water. I'll be here a while. Ooh. And then what? finally, Andy Murray, you've got, to, you've got to seek this out. It's piss funny, eh? Like Andy yeah, Murray's read is, it's the worst rap you've ever heard in your life. During Wimbledon, it gets me crazy. My hand cramps up and my mind gets hazy. I sign and sign, but the line doesn't end. Wake me up tomorrow and let's do it again. Oh, wow. <laughs> Wow. Maybe you can air guitar to that one. Al, I want to see you air guitar into that one in Finland. Oh my god. That's the I tell you what, if I if I buddy air guitar'd that in uh in Finland, I'd I'd be having to beat it for the rest of my life because uh... (laughs) that'd be it. You'd be done. That is hilarious. Well, our guest host riding shotgun with me this week is an Australian champion, a Guinness World Record holder, two-time world runner-up, including in his rookie season, an honorary sport bloke, and a friend of the show, of course. He's known for his showmanship, charisma, and charm, of which he has in spades. And funnily enough, the last time we had him on the show on episode 95 was nearly exactly a year ago, more by coincidence than design. But this time he's sitting right next to me. A very sport bloke's welcome and thank you to the ginger assassin himself. Ooh. Hello, Alex Roberts. I'll tell you one thing, mate. That is the bloody best reception I've ever had. Mate, I feel like I'm a stick of dynamite right now. You've just lit the fuse. Oh, well, you're, you're infectious. Have you done all that stuff? Mate? Well, I, I believe so, if I'm not wrong. 
You can correct. Feel free to correct the ledger if anything's wrong. I tell you, you told us how well researched we were last time. So I've got to be honest with everyone who's listening. Just prior to this, we actually spoke of your amazing ability. Well, very humble, but also your twenty out of twenty that you achieved in English lit when you were a teenager, and. Your research skills have perfectly <laughs> reinforced that fact. Uh, just a reminder, chat GPT didn't exist back yeah, then. No, no, you know what I've just realised? It's, it's taken a five-minute intro. It's because of me. In that research section of that paragraph you, you've uh, constructed about moi, can we just add ADHD in there? Can uh, I realize, well, I, I thought, well, it was mainly, it was mainly accomplishments. No, it was mainly accomplishments. So I wasn't going to. But I will next time. Thank I promise you. to well, just introduce that. you as riddled with ADHD. And then we'll get complaints because people won't understand the context because they didn't hear this yeah. episode. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, did you ever get 20 out of 20 in English Lit? You probably teach English Lit these oh. days, too. Nathan Toza, I'm refusing to comment. Oh. But I did actually receive a, uh, the highest mark I ever got was not, no, hang on a sec. Hang on a sec. Of course, yeah. Holy moly. You have stoked the fires. You've stoked the fireplace that resides in my memory. Because you know what's happened, Tozer? Year 12. Okay. The task was write a short story. All right. We had to write a short story. Okay. Now, I wrote mine. It was called Death's Advocate. Oh. Right. At the time, I was playing a game called Diablo. Well, well known game. It was the first one. Didn't Nine Inch Nails write the soundtrack to Diablo? Jesus, are you serious? Trent Quake, Rizzo? Quake. I want to say Quake. Quake, yeah, Maybe no, no, Quake. Okay, Not, Quake. I didn't play either. I was a Doom man myself. Okay, yeah. No, so and NBA Live. Live. Of course. Yeah. Well, you've got taste. Or NBA Hang Time on the 64. Oh, bloody hell, mate. NBA Jam. NBA Jam. Well, do, you know, do you know NBA Jam Time Edition? I finished 11 in the state when I was in grade five. Yeah, I was one off, mate. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. I was the youngest competitor by far. Well, scrap everything. Yeah. Tell this fucking yeah. story. Yeah, no. Sure, I don't care about your 20 out of 20. Tell me about this. Well, this is at least sport-related. Well, thank so, you. So thank get into it. Get into All it. All right, well, here's the deal, right? Back in the day, uh, Video Easy, they had a competition, right? So now the competition was, uh, it was a national competition. It was for NBA Jam Tournament Edition. It was even hang time. It was tournament edition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah what console? Uh, Super Nintendo. Super Nintendo, okay. Yeah, Super yeah. Nintendo. Yep. Team so, of choice? Uh, Golden State Warriors. Golden State Warriors. I was a massive. I was a massive Chris Mullen, and Tim Hardaway was my favorite ball handler. Now this. Now do you know what? This is also. Something- uh, you can tell where, where my brain's going and the cogs are turning. And well, I'll, 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 I'll let you continue talking. I, I want to talk about this now too. Yeah. I, I will just say though quickly because this is the riddle of the ADHD thing. But I tell you one thing: when I got back into NBA in 2011, I had to make a choice. Yep. That choice was: will I continue to follow the Golden State Warriors uh, like I always did in the 90s? Yes. Because I loved Chris Webber, Latrell Sprewell before Don Nelson destroyed their team. Yes. Or will I choose a new team? And I start before I jumped in, yep. which I normally do. Yeah. I, I followed in your footsteps, did some research, was watching all the highlights and that, and I saw this young cat, Kevin Durant. And I was like, yeah, I like this. And this Oklahoma City, they were the former Supersonics. And I was like, I like this narrative. And I was like, so who am I going to choose? Kevin Durant and this Oklahoma City Thunder. Or there's this new guy, Steph Curry, coming through. And this Golden State Warriors. And I was like, oh, of course, yeah, the timeline. Yeah. So that would have been the perfect time to I, jump back on the wagon. I know. Oh, I should have. And, you know, and you wouldn't have even been on the wagon because you could have said, well, I followed them since, since the 90s. See, that's the card I play. I followed the Spurs since before they won the championships. That makes me legit. It does make me... No, but it does, any fan's legit. So, so they... I could have come in as the perfectly legit Warriors fan. 
I saw a photo of myself the other day in year five, Golden State Warriors hat. I was like, mate, if that's not proof, I've never, yeah, I've never seen it. But you know yeah, what? Yeah. But anyways, I chose Durant. And then what happened? What happened? He fucked off. Where to? Golden, the Golden State Warriors. State Warriors. Yeah, it's it's almost ironic and yeah. heartbreaking and everything. <laughs> it is. It's an ironic, heartbreaking tale, and I can't believe oh, else talking about my NBA Jam tournament edition glory. And then it faded into oh, the, but now you've the pain. You've opened forks in the road, and I want to go down both of them. <laughs> so, anyways, oh, um, where do we go? No, I, look, we'll come back to the NBA yeah. as far as Durant, yeah, Golden yeah, State, yeah. blah 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 blah. Because I did want to ask you about the Thunder, and I wanted to talk about tanking okay. and a bunch of things. Yeah, cool. Which I think now is going to be on the next episode because we're definitely going to go. <laughs> we're running we're, out of time. We're, we're already. I can tell we're, we're going to have two episodes worth. Turns out that Nate ended up putting this in the previous episode to hear the boys talk more NBA. Check out episode 143. So, okay. So, all right. We're setting the scene. Yeah. NBA Video easy. Yeah. Super NES. Yeah. Tournament edition tournament. Yeah. Golden State Warriors is your team. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to make my first comment. Yeah. No rebounding and defense. Correct. That's why you finished 11th. Partly. No. Well, here's the deal. Okay. Continue. At every video easy, they were running their own competition. Yeah. So, my dad would drive me up to Joondalup. Video easy. Gene, like video easy. My yeah, dad give them the plug. On... They definitely still exist. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. So, Do you so know we got a building video easy? Someone's listening. Building video easy was yeah. short of Planet Video, one of yeah. the best video stores Absolutely. in Perth. Absolutely. In its heyday. Hey, what, mate? Woodvale Video Easy was bloody brilliant. Wasn't Gene bad. It wasn't bad. Woodvale wasn't bad. Gene Gene I still was... say building, yeah. Bell Ridge, whatever you want to call it. No, nah, no. Nah, look, uh, look, I tell anyway, you. Anyway, you know. No, I totally agree. But this is the thing. Each centre had their own their own top ten, and then all the top tens came together, and then we all it was it wasn't verses though it was totals in scores. My score total was the eleventh highest in the state. The top ten in the state would have a one on one. So hold on, hold on, sorry. Before you go there, yeah. So totals in scores. So it wasn't yeah. even win loss. No, it was totals in scores. So it was that's a, ridiculous. It was as many points as you could score in the first quarter. Against the computer. Yeah, against the computer. Okay, so, so you'd okay, score as many okay. points as you could. So I scored the 11th highest. Yep. All right. I was 10 years old. Yep. There were adults playing. Everyone was giving it a crack. And I was looking at them thinking, have you guys read bloody David and Goliath? Because I'll tell you uh, one thing. No, I swear to God, I will shoot that three-pointer like a freaking slingshot, mate. And I'll take that off. But I didn't get to play one-on-one -on -one because they only did a, uh, a tournament for the top 10. So, I oh, you feel one shot. I, I know. So, what for state? Ele that? 11th in WA. WA. Yeah. That's a 10 year old. Pretty good. That's a 10 year old. Pretty good. But, mate. And I know what you mean. Like, I used to I used to enjoy picking the paces because I just shoot threes with Reggie Miller. Yeah. Well, there you go. And that's what I always said. I was ahead of the analytic game because yeah. my NBA JM strategy, mm. dunks and threes, yeah. is now the modern NBA. And brilliant. And brilliant. And ironically, yeah. it's kind of fucking ruined it. Hasn't it? Well, and, and is there a part of you? Is there a part of you that's a little bit happy that you don't follow Steph Curry's team? Because look, he's incredible. He's amazing. Yeah. He's one of the all-time greats. He is. I am not besmirching his name in any way, shape, or form. This mm. is totally subjective and yeah. based on opinion. Okay. I like old school ball. I yeah. like going through the post, working inside yeah, out. A lot of two pointers. You know, I just I like smart shot. shots. Yeah. Smart shots. Good offense. Passing the ball. Moving the ball. Yeah. And look, the Warriors do that. They're, they are still entertaining to watch. They, and I'm really, I'm really, I lucked into the Spurs. Let's face it. I completely lucked well, into well, the Spurs. Well, the, thing, the Warriors game 
is just the advanced version of the Spurs game. Yes. You know? Well, Steve Kerr played with Pop. Exactly. Yes. So, and because he was a perimeter player, he just he just exacerbated, didn't he? That that theory, just using the the court as a chessboard, really, mm. with double screens and single screens and like and they just took it to a and just making ones. the defenders defend. Yeah, that's right. You don't a, a wing shouldn't just stand there and, no, and be right. able to rest on his defensive possession because you're not moving the ball. Thank you. Don't rest on your laurels. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Hey, I'll tell you what, a lot of those wings now, mate, they are guns. Oh mate, mate Mikhail Bridges. Oh, Cincinnati isn't he Brooklyn. loving Brooklyn? He's loving Brooklyn. He is killing it. So, I just want to tell you one more thing. And I want to retrace back, back, back. Okay. And return to 20 out of 20 conversations. <laughs> All right, and I'm not talking about my English lip on no, our fucking... No, the beauty of controlling the edit. Al. I'm going to tell you mine, though. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah that's right. I forgot we went there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. You two are about to write a short story. I called mine Death's Advocate. That's okay. right, Dark. Death's Advocate. Could have been playing Diablo, and one of their enemy bosses at the end was called an advocate. Okay. Right. So then yep. I, I learned this word. I loved it, and then, yep. I, and then I realized, you know, it was something that sort of like uh, resonated with you. Yeah, resonated with me, you know. And then like these advocates would defend the main boss. You know what I mean? So I was like, okay, so this is the advocate of death. And I wrote this story uh, about a roller coaster about two kids who love this roller coaster. Holy shit, Al. Yeah, you know they they go on this roller coaster, but the roller coaster is a metaphor for drugs. Oh, okay. Because one of my mates, absolute legend, but at the time was going through massive, massive issues right, with right. his father and all this other stuff. Right. So that was like the catalyst. But I wrote this story using about a roller coaster as a metaphor for the drugs, the up and down and, and all that type of stuff. And it's in diary entries. And you don't quite get it until the end of this big poem. And I wrote the poem. And, and unfortunately, you know, the, the central character dies in it. And then, like, I handed it in. And I think a lot of the stories were were about Johnny wanting to win the bloody surf lifing race, oh. surf lifesaving race, or maybe how Daisy wanted a boyfriend, or maybe it was about, you know. Once upon a time in a forest land, it turned out it was all a dream. So you are a 20 out of 20, buddy. <laughs> I bet you, you've, you've taught English though, haven't you? I have, yes. How many stories come back with? And it was all a dream. At the all end. the fucking yeah, time. Yeah, all the fucking time. I yeah. know. I'll tell you, like, it was all a dream. Well, not that bloody story, you know? No. It was just no. Like, oh, that sounds... That's, that well, sounds... Exactly. Yeah. And then... At levels. And then the teacher... So my teacher didn't mark it because I had it all planned out. Like, I used, like, there was, like, metaphors with the doves and all this type of stuff. I had it all planned out. Gee. And then I wrote it the night before. Just wrote it the whole thing the night before because I used to write all the time. Bang, wrote it, handed it in. 20 out of 20. No. Oh. 12 out of 20. 60%. Alex, this has taken a turn. Now. This has taken a turn. I was not expecting. No, I know, but hey, here's the Kobayashi moment. Here's the... Uh, spoilers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Great move. Here's the big Kobayashi. On the top right-hand corner of the piece of paper that I had written the story on, after it had been handed back to me by the te- by my teacher, Mister Black, the best teacher I've ever had, there was a yellow post-it note. Not a not a large post-it note. It was sort of like the quarter of the size. And in the corner of that post-it note, it just in small writing, it said Mister Black with an underline under it. Mister Black. Obviously, maybe it had a few nights at the Metro City. <laughs> didn't 
didn't didn't happen to notice oh, that, was, that there was a private message left for him on the corner of my 12 out of 20. It just made my edit really difficult because I don't know what I can and can't release to the public and to the world. But anyway, I love it. I'm on the edge of my seat. I'm going to drop my mug, much like in The Usual Suspect. Is that your Kobayashi moment? Mr. Black. Said in, it, well, I was a juvenile. In my point of rebellion, because I, I was quite angry. No, You're right. It was all just a dream. <laughs> I should not. Sorry. But, but instead of me going, hey, Mr. Black. There's a message for you. I've just said I've got 12 out of 20. I thought to myself, you got to be fucking kidding me. Like, I know the story. I know it. It came from a place of truth. Yeah. You know, like, use all the symbols. At levels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I listen to so much metal music. Like, there's, like, Metallica lyrics, Slaylix, they're all embedded in metaphor. So There was a guy a couple of years above us yeah. had to write an exam on a poem that they wanted to write about, and he just wrote the lyrics for Fade to Black. Oh. A, a grade. Anyway, sorry, I keep interrupting. What, what happened? What happened though? Did he? I, I, that's all I know because he was a couple of years above us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's, that's all I know. Yeah, yeah. I don't know the specifics. Okay, okay, yeah. yeah. His, his successes diminished. They faded to black. <laughs> Some could say. Some could say. So, anyways, there was that yellow post it note that said, Mr. Black. I lifted it off the page and I looked at the back and it said, I don't feel Alex wrote this. Oh. Oh. So. I it was on the basis of plagiarism, not on the basis of merit that this score was given. She thought that I could not write it then, didn't she? If she felt, so this is what happened, right? I, so I said, hold on, who's this though? Who's the she in this part? Her name is Mr. Black. So, but that's the thing. And then I said, said, what's this? And he was befuddled. He looked at me almost like he didn't have his glasses on. He said, Mr. Roberts. Nobody has the power to assume I'll be taking this to her immediately after class, he said. And he went and took it to her. And the next day, she said I could go for an interview with her. So I went to the library and I spoke with her. And, and she, you, you gave the backstory and your motivations? And no, 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 no. She led the whole conversation. She goes, Alex, um, what does advocate mean? She quizzed me on my own right. story. And then I told her everything where I came. And she goes, okay, Alex, look, I'll give you an additional mark. 13. And I said to her, I said, Mr. Black, do you know what? You've actually given me something more than any Mark could. You believe that this story is beyond the level of myself. And I know that I wrote it. Have a good day. And I left. If I had a mug, much like in the Kobayashi, I would have dropped said mug. So did, did this 13 stand? Lucky 13. 13. Lucky 13. Which I ended up getting 78.7%. And it was worth 20%. It would have got me to the A. You know what I mean? Oh, wow. I know, I know. But anyways, that's that story. So I jumped the gun before. I thought you were going to say... Roller coaster? Yeah, well, when when you said roller coaster, I was thinking, oh, is this... Have you written Final Destination before? Like, it's like, I've created NBA (laughs) offense before NBA offense has. Like, I I say that as if not every other kid did threes and dunks (laughs) Uh, and you and you created Five Destination, but no, it was it was way more just profound than that. Oh wow, we got we got. Sorry, that was my fault. Then we got one. No, that was that was very interesting. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, yeah. Look, very different to our normal shows. Yeah. That's okay. It's okay. Okay, okay. We let's start again. Let's get in. Let's start again. Go. No, no, it's not starting again. No, good. Come on, you blokes. You know more than just sport. All right, Al. Resurrecting a old segment that. 
I don't know. It just felt right. You felt like the right person to have a bit of a chat about with this one. Oh, I don't know. I don't know how to respond, but go on. All right. So this this actually comes from nearly a month and a half ago. So Jose Luis Casaya Diaz attempted to escape from Chonchocoro, a maximum security prison in Bolivia earlier this month, <laughs> by wrapping himself in sheepskin and crawling through the grasslands around in the jail, <laughs> pretending to be a sheep. Give the man a 20 out of 20. Now, unfortunately, now. He is serving 15 years for murder. Okay. Believe me, it's common. But news.com.au said, photos of his bizarre attempted escape show the prisoner crawling around on all fours in a field while wearing the fuzzy coat before he was taken back into custody. I've got a quote here from the director of penitentiary regime, Juan Carlos Limpias. We inform the Bolivian population that prison security police officers from San Pedro de Chonchocoro Penitentiary Centre prevented the escape of prisoner... Mr. Diaz, let's just say, who took advantage of the inclement weather to try and flee through one of the walls of the external perimeter of the prison. Flee or fleece, I say. <laughs> well, can you, can you just follow me around and laugh at all my shitty jokes? That's, that was, that again, it didn't, that did not deserve that laugh, but I appreciate it. Sorry, mate, I do laugh at that. Well, I'm feeling a bit sheepish about that. If he jumped around too much, the other inmates might have fallen asleep. Well, I reckon when it comes to prison escapes, Jose Luis Calasaya Diaz is the goat. Could that be an air? <laughs> he is. He is. That is <laughs> the goat of sheep. Could that be? Could that be an air guitar story? The story of a man attempting to escape prison in sheep fleece. By the way, I'm really disappointed. Really? I'm disappointed to hear that your song selection is not autographed by the Bryan Brothers. And remember we talked about that last time? Yeah. You should have been rehearsing for that. Oh, God damn it. That should be your... Oh, I have a very busy life. What? You need to... You need... you. That sure should be your song. That will get you the championship yes, you need. You need yep. to contact me and remind me about all these bloody ideas that we come up with. It's just not cricket. All right, Al. Well, it's been a full year mm. since we last spoke to you. Has you got to tell us where where has your guitar journey brought to you at this point? We've talked about so much, but I want to know how how did Olu and so do our listeners. How did Olu go? Bloody hell, toes up! I know right? it was. I mean, I do. I kind of know, but I, I I ask as if I pretend I don't know. Ha! Huh. But know, I'm fascinated to hear. No, do you know what? a lot has happened over the last year? A lot. Actually, with the old air guitar, look, Olu, it's an amazing time. It's an amazing time. You are coming into contact with air guitarists from all around the world and from people because it's my fourth time now. I feel like I know these people as family. Yeah, right, yes. Because you spend yes. a week together, yep. a variety of activities, and it's just awesome. So it was magnificent. And one of my uh, really good friends, Valia, She's from Russia and uh, Sonia, they're from Russia, and Kirill. So Kirill is in France, but he's from Russia. And so it was actually quite fascinating to speak to them. Yeah, of course. In, about, in, yeah. Uh, in August last year when the war in Ukraine was happening. You know? And even the Finnish would have felt quite kind of definitely crazy shit, isn't it? Oh, it's full on. And, yeah. you know, the Finnish are very stoic people. Like, they're hilarious, but they're very proud and they... I guess if you've been invaded or Russia has tried to take you and you withstood, you know what I mean? Like the Finnish beat Russia and now the Ukraine, isn't it? Like Russia, they get all this spread and really 
but yeah, yeah. So it was that was very fascinating. But you know, in terms of the competition itself, great competition. I dedicated my piece to Alexi Leho, children of bottom. Yes. Uh, lead guitar player and singer who unfortunately passed away last year. Yeah. Well, a few years ago now. A few years ago. Because we, we talked show. about it last time, yeah. funnily enough. Yeah. Yep. Years ago, okay. yeah. Yeah. Well, I hate to say it's probably more like four years ago. Is it? We're getting on, mate. Time flies. <laughs> time yeah. flies. Oh, my God. Yes. Oh, but no, that's a, that was a nice gesture. Yeah. 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 Yep. So, but third place. Third place. Third in the world. A couple of seconds and a third. Still looking oh, pretty good. I know. I know. So this year is looking big this year. Because it's looking like there's a documentary wanting to get made. Oh, yeah. Over in LA. Yep. And they want to follow the stories of five or six air guitarists. And God damn, I hope they choose me oh. one of them. Oh, I see. Well, hey, let's get this out there. Come on. He said it here first. Come on. He wants in. Documentary this year, ladies and gentlemen. I guarantee the Ginger Assassin is a man you want in your documentary. And I, I don't guarantee it. You know why? Because I'm going to win this year. Oh. This okay. is the year. That I will be holding up the cup. I damn fucking hope so, mate. The fucking time. I hope so. This is it. Second, second, third. Now I am feeling it. And all the OGs of air guitar are coming back. It's going to be a massive competition. So I, I looked at the, the list of previous winners. Mm -hmm. And often the same names appear, don't they? So even though there's been several editions now. Yeah. And I looked back at the history because you... Bloody told us we were so well researched about 400 times last time we spoke. God, thought, so That's well a researched. lot of pressure. So I had so more research. So, yeah, so you are so well researched. Yeah, so apparently I, I found out that Joe Cocker himself at Woodstock of all places, like what a birthplace. It's for, true. It's, that's just magnificent. It's true. Joe Cocker is the one. Uh, but look, well, no, actually, look, everyone says Joe Cocker, yes. However, apparently in the 1800s that there was some... Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's true. Yeah. yeah. And they put it down to mental yeah. health defects. They just, they and, to the yeah. And I dare say, maybe even called them witches, depending on where you were. Love That'd bottom. be a good costume or a good Sheep character bottom. idea. Good idea. That's a good character idea. We got a story here. The thing is, I've got a few ideas for this year's. I'm going well. To... I've got questions about that, and we'll get there. We'll get okay. there. Yeah. Go. Yeah. Sorry. Go. You've got to cut me off because I'll just, I'll ramble. But yeah, I remember Florida State University had the first competition in 1978. If I'm not mistaken, what? Olu was 96, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, so a lot of the same names appear. So everyone's coming back, are they? It's They're a big deal. Back. Big it's deal. a big deal. Okay. Well, that's, that's hard to beat such a good crowd. You know what? And what I realized, and, and I'll be honest, sorry to cut you off. It's fine. One of the things I love about the air guitar competition is that they have a wild card, yes. but it's not called a wild card. No. It's called a dark horse, a dark which horse. is just, Magnificent. It's a dark horse. It's amazing. And, and in 2019, you actually were the dark horse out of 30 competitors. Oh, yeah, from around the world? Yeah. Yeah, I won. That's crazy. I won it. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I don't think I knew that last time. Yeah, I've won so it. So that's... I've won it twice. Really? I've, I've gone in the dark. So two top. of your four times, you've won in the dark? Wow. Yeah. Okay. The, the two times I got through the dark horse, I've won the dark horse both times. Both times. And you know what? For those tracks, I worked so fucking hard. I practiced every night. I put so much right. time Right, so this is effort. interesting. So you know ahead of time, how much time do you have? So you're told, okay, you're one of our 30 dark horses. At what stage? How long do you have to prepare? Uh, to, to qualify dark horse, well, so before it was yet to be in the top three of every country. So if yep. you're in the top... No, yeah, so if you didn't win, you could fly over and you could compete. Now they, they leave it more open now, so... They're going to take 
eight from the dark horse and there's about 30 go in. Yeah. So the thing is that you do get a lot of people from yep. countries that are very good. Right. So, you know, like, but you can. But it lifts, it makes sense. It lifts the standard of the competition. Sure. You, you shouldn't, while countries should be represented, you should, you also want the best people performing. And... That's exactly right. Yeah. Okay. Now, the way that it works is that, so last year we, there was only eight, eight countries, eight or nine countries in. The first year I went, there was, I was about 30 or 40 countries. There's one from every country, but they let eight go into the dark horse. Right. Right. So, but the deal is that if you win the dark horse, so if there's 20 on the world stage, if you win dark horse, you'll go 13. The other 12 is reserved for the national champions. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And yeah. they all have it. And then you do a number draw the morning of the competition and everyone draws numbers and you know what number you're going to go. Right. So but this is the interesting part. Every time I've won the national competition, I've gone over there with the same routine that I had. I haven't worked as hard. When I'm when I'm when I'm going dark horse, so if I've come second in the oh, it's a lesson third, life here, kids. Then I work extra hard because I know I might not get onto the yeah. world stage. So I've put in so much time and effort. Yep. And then every time I've won yep. the dark horse, and everyone thinks that I probably could win the whole thing. But the thing with air guitar and a lot of the judging is that some of the judges are guest celebrity judges, and they don't really know what they're. Yeah, we at. talked about this last time. Yeah, 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 exactly. yeah, so, yeah. So the thing is that. There will always be a stronger tendency to get out higher scores, like when the when the national champions come on, because they've already seen maybe five oh, or six or seven. Uh, okay, you know? I thought you were so, going to say there's a bit of bias. Like they, oh, this was the champion. Okay, well, I'll well, give them the highest score because they were the champion. Oh, there is. Self-fulfilling prophecy. Because for some that don't really know what's going on, they'll yeah, be like, oh, right. this person's won before. So you. So they must, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So I, I should give them a highest. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. You know, exactly. So the Politics of air guitar. That can happen, right? So that's the thing. Every time I've won Dark Horse, I have put more time into it. I have been better practiced. I am more confident in the routine. But I'm going earlier in the run order. Yeah, okay. So the one that I won Dark Horse in 2019, I went 13th and I got a 5.4 in total. Out of six. Yeah. So it's, so it's yeah, 6.0 is the highest score you can get. So 5.4 is, oh, is quite high score, but there should be a lot higher. Certainly better than a 13 out of 20. <laughs> I had to. Well played. I had to. And uh, anyways, but what happened uh, is that no one else got higher than a 5.4. So I got 5.4 at 13th, 12th went, I got like 5.1. 10th went, I got like 5.0. 9th went, I got like 5.3. 8th went, they got 4. You know what I mean? Nothing was going above 5.4 because they must have seen it and gone, oh, that's fucking great. Yeah. But then the third last person went and they gave him a 5.6. Right. So, and then... Oh, 5.5, 5.6, and we were pretty much tied. And then I lost the improv round. And improv round is my best round. And I lost it, which is unlike me. What, what do you put it down to? Was it the song? Was it your choices? Because, it, it, I mean, they're split-second decision. It's it, it's like an athlete in a game. Yeah, is, you know, do I pass? Do I shoot? Do I dribble? Sorry. You're making yeah, – like, it's, it's, it's a lot of pressure. Improv. It is. It is. It's, it's huge. It is. It is. I don't know. You know, the guy I was going against, was his name's the Marquis, and he was the first guy that introduced me to air guitar when I lived in Chicago. He was like my mentor. Wow. So it was me and my mentor wow. on the stage together fighting it out for number one in the world. All those years back in Aurora. Exactly. With your hairnets and your, your name badges. So we're researched. Aurora, What? Finds World 25th anniversary. The fact I re-listened to our episode recently is just irrelevant. It's all my memory. 
So look, look, long story short, it was amazing. Ola was amazing. I kid you not, if you've never been to an air guitar show before, get down there. When are the WA state champs? Well, here's the deal, right? Fringe Festival's just finished. Yes. The state theatre hired us to, to put an air guitar competition on. Right. The state theatre. Yep. So Billy Damage down? Billy Damage. Nice. National champion. Shout out to Billy Damage. Yeah. Oh, wait, I'm sorry, state champion. Because we decided to run it through here. We think that we're just going to do this to run it. Um. So, yeah, state. He won, he won it. But there's some bloody good competitors. And we had a lot of, uh, we had performers from other shows get involved. Matt Hale, the the, the hypnotist. Ah. He went out there as the shrednetist. Ah. And it was so bloody clever. People, halfway through his, his air guitar performance, he looked out at the crowd and people in the crowd started standing up like zombies. And he was like rising them up like a hypnotist. It was genius. Oh, you got a 6.0. Wish I was there for that one. Yeah, I know. So it's pretty, pretty amazing. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so look, mate, it's happening. It was massive at Fringe. Uh, it was big time. Perth is a massive... So so we've missed it again. Is that what you're telling me? Well... Sure, and I missed it for a second oh, year in a row. I told you I didn't know how to break it, do you? So, well, okay, what happened? <laughs> so tell me what happened. So yeah. Billy won. Congrats to him. Yeah, Billy So where won. does that leave you? You're going to have to be a dark horse again. Well, oh, well, look, at the national competition, I'll go, I can just go in that because I'm the national champion. So you just get automatic... Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, fair enough. Yeah, yeah, yep, yep. So I'll compete for the national title once again. Right. And then when I win that... I'll go for the world and I'm going to bloody win it this year. Fuck it. I need to put in. You've got to put in. Alexander, you've got to put in. All right. I've got so many questions. Okay. So how do you select your song? Because I remember last time you talked about Cryonics, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, great track. Great track. Show No Mercy. Yeah. Seminal. Yeah. Thrash metal. Oh, but, yes. well, you know I'm a metalhead. I love it. But... Mm. Is that a little bit too obscure? Like, how important is it that the judges and the crowd know the song? How important is that, first thing? It's funny you mention it because it's pretty bloody important. Yeah. And I've always got a bit obscure. So and we, we've done the Michael Jackson story. We won't, <laughs> we won't reopen those old wounds. We can't. Yeah. This year, I'm taking a page out of the book of French Kiss. He came second last year. He is a fucking genius because he cuts together one minute of tracks from different songs. He, uh, he intercuts. So this is within the rules. Yes, it is. Okay. So and he intercuts other other things like yep. sounds. Like he had this plane flying over. And he put out some binoculars. Crowd love it. Oh, so this year, wow. Okay, this is next level. Instead of me utilizing my skills as like a dancer and like like air guitar player and, and knowledge of the. the- I'm gonna access Trading. yes, I'm yeah. gonna access the part of me, but the performance the creative this the drama, cool. the acting side of this it. This is untapped. I like this. Because I remember last time we talked about um This is gonna get me there. For, forgive me, what was her name? Seven Seats? Nanami. Nanami. Yeah. Apologies, Nanami. The storytelling of that. I, I yes. could tell when we spoke to you last time that this is an unlocked like owl. Yes, you need to exactly. tap this, you and know. That, that's what the it is. Story to, you need to tap this resource. So I know you can. Do. That's what I'm gonna do. Your story yeah. is it might only get a 14 after a regrade. Yes. But ah. golly, I knew there was a reason you told that story. But yeah. by golly, golly, it's worthy of a 20. Come on. And you can come up, oh, you can come God. up with the story. Yes. Had a bit of a cut there, but it was worthy. <laughs> Sport blokes was about footy tipping. Thank you. And the season kicks off tomorrow, so footy tips, it has to be worked out. Anyway, so Absolutely. yeah, no, I'm confident you can come up with this story. Now, we have to okay. be careful. We don't want yeah. you to show your hand too much. No, that's the thing. I'm not going to show it. Because it's a few months away. All I'm going to say is that 
the creative juices have been percolating and my loins are getting fiery. Oh, mate. I'll just have you know, mate, that I, I've been in full control of my instrument for many years and I do tune my strings when necessary. Oh, I can't wait. I can't wait to talk off air. So, because we don't want to share your secrets, nah. but I look forward to hearing about this. Okay, that's good. Okay. Right, thank you. So, it's not just one song. That's good. Because like, to people like look up a list of greatest guitar solos of all time. Oh, or, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. You know what? This is the thing. I. Remind me, is it two minutes? I have one to, minute? How I long? have to win this year. Sorry? How many? How long is it? One minute. One minute. Yeah. That's not long. No, but you know what? After the minute. Oh, yeah, yeah. You're throwing yourself around. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you nearly broke your bloody knee doing it. Yeah, I like. Correct. I, I'm not suggesting. It's bloody well researched again. Well, you, you put in the aerobic and anaerobic activity necessary for the full minute to get your full. And if it were two, you would pace. It's like the 400. It's like the 400. You pace yourself accordingly. You. If Yeah, yeah. No, no. Fair enough. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it is a short amount of time. Yeah. But you can do a lot in one minute. Yeah. And and you have a minute in the lead up to do the storytelling, don't you? If yes. I'm not mistaken. Yeah. So you do have two minutes in that sense. Well, you know, you could probably use 30 seconds. And or I I'll do that. Yeah. So, okay. yeah, there, there are definitely some ideas that I'm throwing around. And uh, I, I want you to fucking win, man. I don't want you to uh, do anything to compromise. Yeah, I'm not going to reveal anything. Yeah. No, good. Good. So I guess my, my kind of my next question you probably can't answer because I know you've got the technicality and the mimesmanship. I know you've got the stage presence. Yeah. And I know you've got the airness, but I don't know what airness you will bring. But I know you'll bring it. I know you'll bring it. I'll bring it. Don't People I? will just have to wait and see, won't they? They're going to have to wait. They'll have to wait and see. Well, breath, hungry eyes. Hopefully you'll talk to us after after this year's... When is it? July. July? Uh, August. August. I'll, hopefully. I'll be here in September. Beautiful. Talk to me. Lock it in. Thank you. Might even ask you on before then. But anyway, NBA, NBA finals. Yeah. Or oh, hell yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, oh, and you know what else? Well, what I haven't said is that Billy Damage and myself will be emceeing. There's an upcoming high voltage event. Oh, yeah. ACDC. ACDC, and we'll be emceeing it on nice. the high metal stage. Very good. At the park. And the same the, place you won your Guinness World Record? Absolutely. Is does, does no, that no, still, no, no, no. It's not the same park. It's a different park. Does it still stand? Absolutely. Still Fuck stand. Oh, good. You know As what? I would hope. They recorded 3,721. Oh, yeah, Fucking 10,000 people. I've got the footage. I know. We talked about it last time. I'm oh, sorry. No, yeah. no, no. I, I understand your oh, pain. I've got a, I understand there's it. There's a bee in my bonnet. Yeah. Yeah. And it belongs to the Guinness World Bloody Records. The fact that I'm drinking Guinness is irrelevant. It's grinding my gears too. Patties very soon. Like I need patties to drink Guinness. Anyway, all right. Okay. What do you got? So I love some of your work you've been doing with Signet. Lately, mate. Thank you. Fantastic. Thank you. So tell us, tell us about this Signet on Air unboxing. It's almost, it's almost like between two ferns in a way. It is. Well, it's not, fantastic. I just pissed myself watching them. They're fantastic. Thank you very much. Uh, it is the brainchild of Big Boss Ginge at Signet. Oh, of course, of course. Uh, his name's Matt, and he's an absolute bloody legend. And when our minds, when our minds combine. Like when our minds meet, it's just like a firecracker, bang. He's got a really sharp and left of field sense of humor. You know what I mean? So those like random, like those moments that you're like, is this what's, you know, 
that's his humor. And I love that humor, you know, so it was amazing. So they they turned out really well. Oh, they're fantastic. They, yeah. they really are. They're like yeah. between two ferns, which is the highest compliment I can give you because that Galifianakis is oh, fucking great. He is a comedy yeah. genius. And and full credit to Ella Hooper and... Mm-hmm. and Death Strings. And Andrew Stockdale. Andrew Stockdale, Wolf Mother. Yeah. You got on stage with Wolf Mother. I did. I did. How was that? That was fantastic. The footage is great. They seem to accept you with open arms. Bloody amazing. It was, that was, what gig was that? It was uh, over in Sydney. They had like this massive, like, like rock festival and Wolf Mother like finished it off. With Joker and the Thief. Yeah. Let's get the Ginger Assassin on stage. I took my egg guitar off a stand that had been placed in the middle of the stage. And I just grabbed it. Now I've got to ask: Is it still PHC five hundred or PH or HC five hundred? Where where are we standing with Prince Harry's been in a bit of he's uh, he's stopping easy. Well, his his public relations record's not strong. It's not great. It's not great. But you can't go against the royal family without some tarnish, you know. Ah, so as a bit of a rebeller. Well, yeah, but what do you mean? Oh, the South Park stuff and the there's a bit of there's a bit of truth to that. Oh, the uh, we want our privacy tour kind of thing. We want our we, privacy yeah. tour. You know, we shine the spotlight on ourselves and then ask why you're looking at us. You know, oh, it's, yeah, that's bit, there is a bit of that going on. That's fair. Yeah, yeah. But it's still yeah. is that still the, well, the axe of choice? The axe of choice. Do you know what? I'm gonna need a new axe because you want a. This is for championship. This championship axe you, accessibility. You need Excalibur. Holy shit, Excalibur, Prince Arthur. Prince Is this what I'm going to be bringing him to the stage? Oh my fuck. Jesus. Yes. Yes. We got this. If you need a manager, Al. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love it. Oh, thank you, Toads. Oh, is- well, plenty of, plenty of food for thought there on the axe front. Thank but you. it's great that there's so there was the double guitar, which was fantastic. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so how much of that was scripted and how much was improvised? Because I know you're a master improviser. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so I, I kind of assumed it was probably well, tell me. I went I went to uh, the whole thing was scripted. Right. The whole thing was scripted, but then But like, the beauty of it is it kind of gives yeah. there's this natural yeah. Oh totally. But yeah. I mean, but the thing <laughs> Don't want to throw anyone under the bus, but one of the uh, fellow actors didn't know any of their lines. Oh. So that actually helped, though, because ah, yeah, yeah. it actually allowed for improv, I guess. So, yeah. do you know, like, they only did two takes. Two takes of the whole script once, twice, and then, so, like, from this angle, from that angle, and then um did an improv, like, could mix it up, and then that was it. So it was like, like this big, like quite big production, you know, like it's expensive, like to get everything set up there. And then you only get two takes, you know, so you got to right, be, right. so you got to have your shit down. You gotta yeah, yeah, yeah. Lines, you know, yeah. what's up? And, and if the other person doesn't. It's like radioactive men, you know, there's one take. Oh yeah. Yes. The goggles, they do nothing. <laughs> there's your token Simpsons reference, Chewie. We need one every episode. Oh yeah. And that's fair. Yeah, that's yeah. fair. Yeah. Yeah. That's more than fair. Sorry, I keep interrupting. No, you don't. No. Shui's like, you damn right he does. <laughs> no, Been doing 150 shows nearly with this bloke. He interrupts all the time. <laughs> no, but you need to interrupt because that, that's what gets the band going. I guess so. Yeah, I reckon. Look, so anyways, there's a lot of fun things in the works and pretty exciting. Yes. And uh, yeah, thank, thank you. Air guitar's the gift that just keeps on bloody giving. 
I might finish here. Look, I had so much more to ask. But, no, but it's okay. But we're, you know, we've had a good chat. Well. I'll gonna, ask some of this stuff. Talk NBA. Yeah, that's right. We do. I listened to a bit of the Nordic Thunder podcast. Oh, is it good? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's an interesting fellow. It's so funny. Like so many, well, I don't even know if he's a metalhead. He called himself a hippie. But it's so funny how he, so, like so many metalheads look like the scariest people, but oh, yeah. they're actually the nice, they're just big giant teddy bears. He, and he kind of strikes me as a big giant teddy bear. Well, you are very deep thinker, too. You are spot on. Yeah. Shout um, out. Shout out to Nordic. Shout out to Justin. He is one of, if not the nicest guy I've ever met. You're a very nice guy yourself. So look, I, we're not oh, look, I, we're not a lot of nice guys, but he is he's incredible. He's he's very profound. Very profound, like deep. You can tell he's a deep yeah, thinker. You have conversations with him, and he's like, he is connecting with you on like a very deep level. And he legit ran for the mayor of Oldu. Totally, like legit. And yeah. and his running mate was someone he met at the air guitar, who's now one of his best mates. It's fantastic. And this is why I brought it up because it kind of comes full circle to what you were talking about yeah. at the beginning, the community about how it feels like a family. Yeah. It is. It is. And yeah, he he's just a wonderful, wonderful person. But he's and he's fucking hilarious. And he loves he loves rock and metal. Like man, he's Nordic Thunder. He fucking knows his shit. Do you know what I mean? Like he is an icon over there. Like the last competition, I remember the morning before the big comp. I was walking through the town. I just got some food. There was an international food festival going on. So always consides. Very nice. Um, so I went to get some fucking really some nice delicious food. salmon. Oh my god, it's the best salmon yeah, in the world. So they say. Oh, so I um, I ate salmon every day. But I was walking back down the street, you know, salmon in the mouth. And then I look up. <laughs> slab of salmon yeah, in the hand. Slab of yeah. salmon in the hand. It's yeah. pretty common. Yeah. And then I look up and there's a car sort of slowing down. It's driving along. Slowing down. And then the window comes down. I'm like, what the hell's going on? And this person, this person goes, hey, hey, air guitar. And I, and I go, because they all know the air guitar's going on. They're like, like hey. Say hello to Justin for me. Nice. So they all know him. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Know him. I'll be voting him there. But but I thought they were going to acknowledge me. <laughs> but they acknowledged, they slowed down and acknowledged fucking Nordic Thunder. Well, the, the motto is make air not war. I know. I know. So. And to be honest, I started cracking up and I said, I will. And then I told him and we got back to the hotel and he cracked up. That's and it was freaking hilarious. Yeah, no, he's, man, I couldn't speak higher. Higher of Justin. Yeah, a shout out to Nordic Thunder. I only, let's get Nordic, the podcast. I only discovered it today. So I only listened to two episodes. Oh, but nice. uh, yeah, yeah, interesting stuff. I'll, I'll have to listen to it. Yeah. Press the research again. Well, mate, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you. What an absolute pleasure this is. Like I've said last time, an honorary sport bloke. We'll have you on any time. It was a great yarn. It was, look, admittedly very different to the show Stewie and I do, but that's okay. Okay. That's okay. Guests bring their own personal flavor, and that's why we love guests. So thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. The best of luck for the air guitar if we don't speak to you before. I mean, I know we'll speak to you, but if we don't speak to you in an Come official on. capacity on thank the you. podcast. Thank you. Appreciate it. Yep. Before August. Yeah. Thank you so much, mate, and just an absolute pleasure. Thank you for having me, mate. You're a buddy legend. Love the podcast. Love everything that is about. All right, you know what that music means. A very special thank you to the Ginger Assassin once again for joining me last week and appearing on another couple of our shows. We look forward to getting further updates this year on his air guitar journey, and hopefully it ends in ultimate glory after coming oh so close on now three separate occasions. 
Been on the podium for two seconds and a third. Not only is Stewie back next week, I saw him today and had lunch with him, but also there's a bloody hell lined up too. Plenty of cricket, two rounds of footy. Until next time, I'm Nath. We are the Sport Blokes.